This week's question is all about managing stress and overwhelm. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. I've received quite a lot of questions over the last few weeks about feeling stressed out and overwhelmed. Not just the occasional feeling, but a general constant feeling of having too much to do and not enough time to do it. If this state lasts too long, it can turn into something very bad. So it's important to recognize it and take action. Nobody wants to be depressed or experience a breakdown. Now, fortunately, if you do recognize the signs, you can do something about it. Now, before we get into this week's question, I'd like to remind you that we are now almost at the halfway point of November. We're around three weeks left to brainstorm ideas about what you would like to do next year. Now, if you haven't already downloaded my free annual planning template, you can do so from my downloads page on my website, calpoline.com forward slash download. This is a wonderful time of year to evaluate what you did and didn't do and what you would like to change and do next year. Okay, time to welcome back the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Tom. Tom asks, hi Carl, Every day I feel stressed out and feel helpless when I look at my to-do list. There's so much on there and I know I cannot get it all done. It feels like every day the list gets longer, not shorter, and I'm at my wit's end about what to do. Can you help? Hi Tom, thank you for your question and I am sorry you feel the way you do. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is step back. You are going to fight me and tell me you don't have time to step back, but I can promise you this is the only way you will regain some control and get on top of that to-do list. You cannot go on doing what you are doing right now. If you do not step back, take a breath and spend some time going through that list, you are going to find your feelings of stress will continue to climb and that is not going to lead anywhere nice. So, stop for a morning at the very least or if you can, take the next weekend, gather up everything in your to-do list and hide yourself away for two days while you get on top of what you need to do. Now, what this is going to do is to put a stop to new things coming in. You need this to breathe and to take stock of where you are with everything. Next up, do a run-through of your task manager and delete any task you do not need to do. Now, you'll find there will be a lot of these. We have a habit of throwing stuff in there that we would like to do but don't need to do. We need to clear these out. 
In the past, I've suggested people move these tasks to their notes app as a single note, but I realized this does not fix the problem. It only moves things from one place to another. Instead, I find it if we delete these tasks, if they are important at some point in the future, they will come back up on your radar and you can re-add them to your list. Doing this pass-through on our task manager will clear around 25% of what's in there. You'll also find a lot of tasks that are well past their due date and completed tasks. We need to eliminate these too. Watch out for those emails you've been meaning to respond to for over a month. Sorry, but it's too late. Delete these. Seriously, if you haven't responded for over a month, it's going to look very unprofessional to reply now. What does that say about your priorities? I should tell you I've had people do this and they've removed well over 50% of their tasks. That brings a huge sense of relief. Next up, we're going to have to do some thinking. What are you actually employed to do? Now, this relates to your core work, the work you are evaluated on and are paid for. This needs to take a priority in the short term. We must re-engage with what we are paid to do. And that means we need to remove work that we have volunteered for. I know this can be difficult because we will feel we are letting others down. But you have to remember, you don't have time to do all this stuff. Something's got to go. And unless you want to lose your job, the first place to look at is the stuff you have volunteered for. Any committees you've allowed to be yourself to be on, any outside work commitments such as parent-teacher associations or community projects, if you want to get your life back, start to feel more in control of what you're doing each day, then these have to go. Now, for the next six months, you only allow yourself to focus on your core work and your personal life. Do not allow yourself to be pulled into anything else. This, by the way, also applied to those of you who are self-employed. You have core work too. What is that work? Make sure you strip away anything additional to that core work. You don't have to do this forever, but we do need to do a reset to get things back on track. Now, if you are self-employed, one of the things you can do is look into employing a virtual assistant to deal with the admin. Admin can very quickly build up and take a disproportionate amount of time to deal with. Your talents and time need to be spent elsewhere. Now, once you have taken these first two steps, you will start to see some light at the end of your task manager. You will have not only slimmed down your task manager, you will have freed up some time. The next step is to re-establish what is important to you. Often when we get bogged down with tasks, we lose sight of what is important to us. We often think family and friends will always be there when we need them. And while that may be true to some extent, the last thing you need right now is problems in your relationships. Likewise, your health and fitness needs to take, be taken care of. Neglect that and you'll no longer have the energy required to do a great job. Be there for your family and if your health fails, your task manager and everything else no longer matters. With health and fitness, you don't have to be going out for a run or joining a gym. 
All you need do is move. Humans are designed for movement. And when we move, we improve our overall mood. We feel less stressed and a lot happier. So make sure you are moving. Take walks at lunchtime and after dinner. Get up and walk around for 10 minutes or so between periods of focused work. And the best thing? Always take the stairs. Never take escalators or lifts. Elevators for my American friends. Escalators and lifts are the enemy of your health and fitness. Okay, now you've taken these steps, it's time to turn to your calendar. With all the remaining work you have to do, the question is, when are you going to do it? Now, this is likely to be dictated to us by time sensitivity. What's due next? Do that. Time blocking is a great way to make sure you have sufficient time to get your work done. However, all too often people must misunderstand what time blocking is. It's not micromanaging your time each day. Elon Musk might do that, but most people do not need to do it. What time blocking means is you look for gaps in your calendar you can block off to do focused work. That means working on the projects or tasks that must be done. For me, that usually means two to four hours per day for focused work. And while I have meetings and calls each day, I can usually find those two to four hours no problem. One way to do this is to block out 9 till 11 a.m. for your focused work. I found that to be the best time. You're still mentally fresh and it's a lot easier to focus when you are mentally fresh. This means where possible you avoid meetings and other commitments at that time. Turn off email and notifications on your phone and computer and focus. Don't worry, nobody will be upset at you if you do not reply for an hour or two. If you think they will, try, if you think they will try it out. If they get upset, Explain what you are doing and why it is important you important for you to do it. Now, the only thing you need to think about what you will get done next week. That's the only thing you need to think about. Next week does not matter. You might need to prepare for a meeting or a presentation next week. But this week, that's all you need to find time for. Preparation. The final piece of this fix is to commit right here and now to doing a weekly planning session at the end of the week. You need time each week to stop, look at what needs doing and to plan when you will do it. As long as you are doing these weekly planning sessions, the only things you need to concern yourself with are the things that need doing this week. Next week can be taken care of when you do the planning session. Taking these steps, Tom, will go a long way to putting you back in charge of your tasks and your commitments. Once you know what you need to do this week, do one thing at a time. Take breaks, then start the next thing. With that focus, you will soon find yourself feeling a lot less stressed and overwhelmed. Now, of course, if your work is causing you stress, not because of the volume, but because you're unhappy at work or you have a bad boss, that's a different thing altogether. I would still recommend stepping back and looking at that and then thinking about what you could do to change things. Perhaps you could get a transfer to another department with another boss or maybe you need to search for another job. But only you can decide that though. I hope that helps Tom and thank you so much for your question and thank you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all 
a very, very productive week.